Will college basketball have a season? UVA's toughest opponents over the last few years. Jay Willie's most challenging player to coach. Surprise guest and more. Welcome to the Jay Willie Show. I'm Mark Jerome, and of course, he's Jason Williford. One more week of homeschooling, Coach. Have you ever been in a rush to have something end so soon? I have not. I would love to get out of this quarantine, back in the gym, be with our players. But I am so looking forward to school being over next Friday. I can't wait. The funny thing is, I don't think my kid is, is paying attention to anything I'm saying. He's not getting any other work. We go and do individual Zoom chats. My wife did two today with, with two different teachers. And they're saying he's doing a phenomenal job. He's doing great. And I'm like, he's got them so fooled. He's, he's, he's tricking them. He's turned in half of the work. And it, it, <laughs> I'm ready to pull the, the little bit of hair that I do have off, off my head. For the record, you may be doing a better job than you think you're doing. I, I could be, but he, it, I just know teaching is not my expertise. <laughs> or maybe he's just listening more than you think he is. This is what I will say. He does, he gets a lot of the information. He just, he, he's looking out the window. He's playing with his toe. He's picking his <laughs> ear. And I'm thinking he's distracted, but he, I mean, he's retaining information. It just drives me nuts that he just won't sit down and, and, and just focus and do it. I wish I thought of this earlier. Maybe you should have pretended he was just one of those very difficult players to coach and approached oh. it that way and how you can reach him. Yeah, I, I, sometimes those dudes drive me crazy too. And I can't <laughs> run him like I would run those guys. <laughs> and you got to feed him, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Comita will have your rear end if you say no dinner. No. She's got a she's got a knack of just being able to block out all of us and just she's in her office, she hears nothing, she does her work. I don't know how she's doing that. Um and then she's like, Well, what happened today? I'm like, you didn't hear me yelling at him for the last three <laughs> hours about do your work. It this is this is comedy central in the Willowford house during the school day. <laughs> So next week, I imagine you're going to have all kinds of party, party favors and blowing whistles and like just screaming and yelling, celebrating. So, so we're, I'm going to celebrate, but he'll be on Xbox all day. So, so the thing is, during school, he can't play the Xbox. So he, he'll be fine out of my head. The house will be quiet. He'll be playing that daggone video game, and he'll be the perfect child once he gets his video game back. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a joyous summer. Oh, it's crazy. All right. The judges have spoken, and you did not use a prohibitive phrase last week. Good. So, no violation. You do not owe two tickets. Culture, you use the word culture, and it mm -hmm. is not a prohibitive phrase. Okay, All right. good. All right. So, you've done pretty well in the last two weeks. However, <clears throat> in the coming weeks, we are going to have a contest to give away two free tickets. Okay. Uh, and that'll be on Locker Room Access, not on Jay Willie. Okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> um, getting to the questions. The coronavirus has now interrupted life for nearly two months, or just a little bit over two months. 
Some colleges are currently making adjustments in their fall and athletic, academic and athletic schedules. The Mid-American Conference has already made changes to their winter basketball schedule, eliminating first round games. Does their, does their decision reflect a thing of, to come, a sign of things to come? I, Mark, this is such a difficult question. It, it's, man, man, this is unprecedented. And, and I, I, I wouldn't wanna be in the shoes of those athletic directors, those presidents, uh, that have to make the calls. I personally, I, I think I know what, what I would do if, if, if I had to make a call, um, I would probably err on the side of caution um, in, in health and safety for the, for the students and the athletes. Um, but I also know the economic repercussions of, of there being potentially no fall sports. Um, I don't know and, and, and assistant coaches are, are the very last to, to ever hear of any, anything that's going to happen in regards to season, rule changes, any of that stuff. Um, I, I think we're still kind of in a wait and see, a holding pattern. Uh, some schools have, have moved ahead more than others. But I, I, I think it depends on where you are in the country um, and, and listening to the to the experts, the doctors, and, and those people that um, that know about disease prevention, it sounds like you can slowly reopen once cases are on the decline, and um, you, there's certain um, things that are in place um, to to keep the keep the virus from spreading. Um, so um, I think it'll look different in different parts of, of, of the country. I just don't know how different parts of the country can do different things, yet there still be some uniformity in playing games, playing conference games when you got teams all over the place. Conference USA, for example, they got teams from Virginia, Florida to Texas, all in between, you know, certain states may be doing different things, but but how can how can you travel and I, I just don't know how all of that works. So I'm gonna leave that to the experts. Um, I do think it may be a sign of things to come to, to be quite honest. Um, right. I, I, I can't envision school starting or sports starting with no students in school. And if we're doing online school, then I just don't see there being fall athletics. That's just sure. personally. Sure. And there's so much unknown. So I'm not going to put you on the spot and say what yeah. you predict, right? Yeah, no. And, and, and we all want to know is, are we going to be able to see UVA play Nova in the garden, right? It's four train stops from my house. I'd love to be able to go there. No, I, I, I would hope so. I mean, I, I again, I pray that we're, we're able to, to, to have a season. I do think for basketball, and I know it's a two semester sport where we play, we span both first, first semester, uh, the fall and spring of winter and spring, but I think basketball can be pushed to second semester and you can get everything in all in the spring. Um, if, even if you had to shorten the season and, and just play uh, conference games or um, I, you, know, you may just extend it uh, through May and, and get the entire season um, done um, second semester. I think it's possible. Right. And can you imagine 
playing a game, a live game with no fans? What does no. that look like for you? It'd be crazy. I mean, just think of, just, just think of the atmosphere in JPJ when we get shot clock violations and the fans are going crazy and, or we're down and we need them to, you know, that energy, we're feeding off of that energy to, to, to get back in the game. Um, it'd, be like, it'd be like playing a scrimmage every, every single game. That, that'd be really weird uh, and different. Um, but if that's what it, it, it takes, then, you know, I, I, we'll have to make those adjustments. But um, it would not be ideal. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, it certainly lessens the, the home court advantage in a lot oh, yeah. of ways, right, oh, yeah. in addition to the fans. I guess the one advantage the home team will have is they're somewhat used to – they're more used to their court. But that court, that crowd is so intense and makes right. – and it just people don't – most people do get it, I think, as UVA fans understand that the team feeds off that great energy, especially oh, you're right. when that shot clock violation, that gets that the, the team yeah. pumped, right? They're, they're counting down from five and, and you get that, that horn goes off. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty special in there. So yeah, sure. yeah, we, we would lose that, but that'd be, that'd be the case for everybody. They'd be losing that. I tell you what, I'd love to go to Cameron with no students in there and play a game. <laughs> yeah. That is true. You're actually on the court touching the players there. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand how that's allowed to happen, but <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. The next few questions are about opposing teams. Yeah. Who is the coach in the ACC that you respect the most? Wow. Um, I respect all of those guys. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know that sounds like a cop out. Um, a little bit. It is, but, but in their, in, in their own right, I think we got some really good coaches top to bottom in our league, and those guys do do a hell of a job um, at their respective universities and, and for their respective programs. Um, everybody's different. I mean, Carolina, you got to get used to them pushing the ball down your throat in, in, in that transition, um, that transition offense. Florida State, you got to get used to that that switching man defense with with tremendous length and pressure and um you know they can turn it up on that end obviously what coach k has done for years at duke uh, goes without saying uh, he kind of just reloads and he's always bringing in more mcdonald's all americans and and one and dones and it's it's like god with some can somebody else get one of those dudes from from time to time um and i i i, I I mean, I, I respect the heck out of what Mike Bray's done, one of the best guys in, in, in the business, I think, um, and what he's been able to do at Notre Dame. Um, got a ton of respect for him. Uh, they're just good, I think, good coaches across the board. A couple new guys uh, to the league, obviously. Um, so I don't, I'm not as familiar um, with, with them. Um, but um, the guys that have done it forever, uh, Jim Beheim up at Syracuse. I mean, that zone is as formidable as anything. Um, and, and so um, I just tip my hat to a bunch of, bunch of guys. I, I, got a, I got a ton of respect for a bunch of guys in the league. Speaking of Beheim, yep. we, and I say we, I mean locker room access. We're on a call. We were on a call with Beheim earlier today through a good friend, Jeremy, talking about locker room access. Plug for us. There you go. Yep. How complicated is that zone defense? It's extremely difficult. Um, and if you have not seen that, it, 
I think one of the advantages they have when they play in, in, in the tournament, in the postseason NCAA tournament, is if you don't have enough prep time for that, and that's the first time you see it, especially if you get them on the second day in the NCAA tournament, you, you haven't prepared. And there's nothing like the length. They change like slides and rotations depending on what you're doing offensively. They can be aggressive in it and trap some. They can, you know, they're really good at, at, at that zone and their length um, is unbelievable, especially with the guards that they got up top. Right. I, I think the, I think one of the, the most underrated things about them is their anticipation because you're always having to move and, and anticipate the next move in the zone. So when they switch from doing that zone to now, and we've seen this. I mean, we saw it firsthand a few years ago in Chicago when they go to that press, yeah. their anticipation and, and, and they, you know, they got long arms and deflections. Um, that, that press becomes formidable in addition to the zone. And so obviously you got to make some shots, but you, I mean, sure. if you haven't prepared and you get them on some, on short prep, not a whole lot of days, uh, that's really hard. Right. Is there a general approach that you guys have to beating it? I saw in 2015, I was watching you guys play at Syracuse mm -hmm. and you put Malcolm at the high post. I believe I put Malcolm Rodney at the high post and he torched it. Yeah, he shot well from it. He passed well from it. It just opened the game up for you guys. Yeah, I think. Game plan was that? I think, and we we had we had tinkered with that um, in the past. We put Joe Harris in there, Malcolm. Um, you know, when we play too big, sometimes we'll have a big in there. Mamadi was really effective. I thought this year against the zone, um, but I I, I think. You one, you have to be able to make shots. You got to, you're gonna to have to make perimeter shots. Um, two, if you can get some offensive rebounds against the zone, there's some holes to go and, and crash. So if you can get some offensive boards and some second opportunities, that's a way of of, of neutralizing the zone. But if you can put someone in the middle who can shoot, pass, um, just make great decisions from there regardless of who it is, it guard. I mean, we put Ty in there, um, I want to say his second year, maybe maybe his third Some year. Some his second year, definitely his third year, and then he his, dribbled out of it. Maybe and his last year, when we yeah. put him in there, and, and, and he, he did a phenomenal job in the middle of it. Um, obviously, most zones, if you can get the ball to the middle, but it's easier said than done against them. Um, and so sometimes just trying to beat them down the floor early and get something easy early um, is another way of attacking it. But it's a reason he's played that thing for over, what, 35 years, sure. however long he's, he's been. been there for, yeah. Maybe even 40. Um, it's a reason that he plays that zone. That thing, that, it, it's a beast. In the last five, six years, Who's the team or and or player that you feared the most and thought maybe thought we're gonna have a long night? <laughs> Man, that's shoot. That's that's most nights we step on the floor in the ACC. Um 
the team. We feared the. Mo- I I tell you the most difficult place to go. I don't know if we feared. I don't know if we feared many teams. Uh, not in the, not in the last few years. Um, and, and you know, humility is one of our pillars. But I'm just speaking true. Um, I don't know if we feared many. Not not with the guys. Not with the kids we've had. But one of the most difficult places to go in is Cameron Indoor. Sure. Um, and and we have not had a whole lot of success in there. Um, and so, you know, going in there, that those students on top of you, it gets hot. I mean, people don't, they got no clue how hot it gets in there. Um, and you can't hear a thing, it's extremely loud. It's almost to, to the point where, like, it, it's deafening and, and, and you get headaches when you walk out of the place because it's so daggone loud. Um, and it is, it's, you're warming up and they're already talking trash. It, it's, it's intimidating. Um, surprise, surprise. Yeah. I almost got into a fight at the camera with the fan. Oh. I'm sitting behind the bench and some fan just got reckless. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And I mean, it was just like, he was just talking so much trash. That, that doesn't surprise me. I tell you, before they, so, so Duke, obviously their home court is what it is. Before they left the ACC and went to the Big Ten, Maryland was a, another difficult place. Their students and their crowd, vicious. And, I, and I'm talking from my playing days to, to up until when they left, as a vicious, they, they get on you and they call you everything under the sun. I can't repeat half the stuff they say. <laughs> and some of those are fun to play under, right? Which, oh, you, you love it. As a player, yeah. as a player, as a coach, like you love it. You go in there, you already know what it's going to be like, and you get that W, and you can walk out and be like, zip it. Yep. You, that, that, that's fun. I mean, that's the competitor in all of us. Right. Oh, yeah, that, that, that was my proud moment, and that was my, my words to this guy when, when you guys beat them three years ago, two years ago, whatever it yeah, was, at yeah. Cameron. Yeah. Right? When, uh, yeah, yeah, when they had Bagley and, and – uh, they had the All crew. The guys. They, they yeah. always got a crew. But right. yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, I was proudly turned around, smiling big at that dude. You, that, yeah. That's the best. Walk oh, out yeah. of that place. Oh, yeah. Talk now. Yeah. Right. Walk out exactly. of there and it's quiet. Oh, man. But that's, <laughs> that, that's, any, that, that's really going anywhere in the, in the league. Um, so uh, it's, yeah. I, again, I don't know. If, I, I don't know. We, we weren't intimidated by a whole lot. All right, let's get back to UVA. Yeah. Last week, you mentioned your Mount, Mount Rushmore. You mentioned Junior Burrow was on your Mount Rushmore. No doubt. Who was your list of top players? And we talked to – you said we were going to announce this in the coming weeks. <laughs> Who was your list of top players that did not attend UVA that you recruited? Well, MB is one. Um, but before, before JoJo – we tried like crazy. You're going to laugh at this, but we tried like crazy with Kyrie Irving. So hit Kyrie, just a long story. I try to make it as short as possible, but his father played at BU. Right. And so my time at BU, Dredrick would bring Kyrie up to summer camp every summer. I mean, when he was, when he was younger, he, he'd drop him off. He'd be like, hey, Jay, play him up. I'll be back to pick him up at the end of camp. Let him get his butt whipped. And so when I get the job here, of course, that's I'm calling Dredd. I'm like, Dredd, we got to get Kyrie. Come down, visit. 
And I'll never forget, there was an article early on in his recruitment where he talked about Tony Bennett being the coach he had the best relationship with. Um, obviously, we didn't get him. We all know that. Um, but but Kyrie, MB, um, I, I'd probably say Markel Fultz, um, Oladipo. One more. I got to get one more. You don't have to. You can save um, it for another time. Probably, uh, I'll, I'll leave it. At, I'll leave it. At, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I shot for the moon early on. And then uh, Tone would be like, Jay, just recruit guys that, that, that fit the program. Stop shooting for the moon. So <laughs> um, he puts he 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 knocked me back off my pedestal a little bit because I'm thinking, hey, it's Virginia. I, I'm I'm coming. We can get anybody. Right. Um and and so the other kid I, I would say um Cade Cunningham who just oh, yeah. came out this year. Um right. I I love that kid. I talked about this before. I thought he he had some Malcolm Brogdon in him. Um, and be would be really special for us. So I, I, I'd include Kate. All right. We all revel in the success of the program, right? And with good reason. Yeah. But there are often bumps in the road, and not everything goes smoothly all the time. Every player is not easy to coach. No. <laughs> so Justin Anderson and I came up with this next question. Who was your most difficult player to coach? A... And Justin gave me these, by the way. Darian Atkins, B, Tristan Spurlock, C, Justin, D, Tevin Jones. Wow. So I, I recruited two of them personally, Darian and, and, uh, and Justin. Spurlock, we inherited uh, from the previous staff. Um, and we actually had to re-recruit him. Coach McKay recruited Tevin Jones. Tevin was by far of those guys was the easiest. So we can eliminate Tevin. Tevin was, was, was an angel compared to the other, other, other guys. Um, for me, hands down, this is easy. Was Justin Anderson. He told me you were going to say that. He said, I would say that. Yeah. He said, you would say him, even though it's not true. He said he was, he only had one incident and he was an angel. Otherwise. No, no. Mark, every, every day after practice, his first and second year, because remember, Justin came off the bench. Justin didn't start for us. Every day, I'd sit on the floor and practice. He'd come sit beside me, and I have to hear for 30 minutes, how come I'm not starting? How come I'm not starting? What I got to do? Jake, this... I ain't happy, man. I got to start. I mean, this was every day. And I said, listen, man, just keep doing, just, just keep doing what, and see, I'm telling this story because he swears he was an angel, but he wasn't. Justin hated to practice, but he wanted to just show up on game day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I said, you have to learn how to practice so that we can, coach can, have trust in you that you're going to do the right thing every time you, you go on the floor. 
You can't just say it. I'm not a practice guy, but I'm going to get it done. So I had to reprogram his mind. And uh, he was he was fun. He's a great, he, great dude. He's a great young man now. He was a, he was a, he, he was a kid then. But okay. he never malicious, but he just was daggone stubborn. And I dealt with him all the time. So I, I started telling when he said, Coach J Jay Willie's just going to say it's me just because. And I started to remind him, <laughs> he said, I, I was an agent. I was, I was good. I was easy. And I started reminding him, remember Tony Bennett said that you give him gray hairs? Yeah, oh. I think he forgot about that. No, it, 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 it ain't. It, of those guys you named, it ain't even close. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to be watching. So <laughs> we're going to get knows. him to log in on Monday he, night for the show. He know, he's still a pain sometimes. He knows. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know he is. All right. It's time for the surprise guest. All it's right. not next girlfriend. It's not Ron Sanchez. Here's your chance to go one for one. Any ideas? I, he just popped up, so I see yeah, him Yeah, but did you know Mark? before he popped up, did you know it was him? Heck no. All right. I, I, hey, hey, but I'm going to tell you what. I'll let him jump on. He the funniest dude. He, he might be one of the funniest dudes in America that people, they just, he don't have his own show yet. <laughs> we got to get his video on working. But they, they need to give him a JB show. He rivals Kevin Hart when it comes to comes to comedy. The there dude is. is hilarious. <laughs> Junior, welcome. Yes. Thanks so much for joining. Thank you for having me. And, now, and, and, and for those that, that don't know, it is Junior Burrow, folks. The, the, <laughs> the, my Mount Rushmore of, of UVA players. I was on. just going to say, are you aware? You should be aware that Jay Willie puts you on his Mount Rushmore of players, right? So before, just yeah, think about that. I, I, I know, you, I know you, you probably know that already because you listen to our show religiously. Yes. Yeah. I do listen so, to the show. So you already knew that, right? No, I did. I did I, it's funny. I didn't hear that one. It's, I heard the, the first few, but I didn't hear that one. But, you know, it's always, I appreciate it that, uh, you know, he carried me for four years and now he puts me on the Mount Rushmore. So I'll take it. <laughs> uh, I'll take it, you know. <laughs> it might have been the smallest uh, power forward slash center group with a three slash four man ever in the history hey, of the ACC, by the way. Hey, June, yes. I tell people, they, they, they laugh and I tell them I was Draymond before there was a Draymond. <laughs> yes. I was, I was, I was a, there's multiple stories. <laughs> I was a, I was a, I was a big man in a guard's body. He worked on the guard in for 30 minutes, and then he came down and worked out with us for another 30 minutes. And how was his handle? His handle was good. Like, he could – I mean, you're talking to the wrong person about anybody's handle, by the way. No. So. Hey, Mark, I had three, two, three dribble max. Then somebody had to come get it out of my hand. Yeah, so <laughs> all, all of us was looking for somebody else to dribble the ball up the court. I knew I was. <laughs> all right, Junior, you got two questions yes. for, for Jay Willie? Oh, I got two questions for him, so – First question is, how many times did you get thrown out of practice? Ooh, JB, come <laughs> on, man. You, you tell you, – you, you, you can't – I mean, you're, you're a coach I, now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know, June. So I turned over a new lead. <laughs> yes. 
the kids wouldn't they, they, they wouldn't recognize that that Jay Willie. So I try to I try to lead do do as I say, not as I want. <laughs> Oh, you got an answer for that? I probably got kicked now, depending on the year. Mm. My first year, it was probably every other week. Um, <laughs> my, I got better my second and third year. Then by my fourth year, I was almost back to every other week. Um, <laughs> it, it was almost like I regressed back to first year all over again. So what you're saying is you had an easy time helping Justin out. Yo, I can relate. So, yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like I understood his 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 plight. I understood his frustration. So just listen to me. I help you. I, I will help you get through this. Nobody nobody wants to be in the same shoes. They don't get it sometimes. So <laughs> when you tell them you tell them you've been there a couple of times. They just all like, yeah, it's just me. I'm the one going through it. But nope, no. Jay Jay Willie took it on the chest, you know, and and walked right out. Why was he getting kicked out of practice? I, that's the good part about the question. I'm glad you asked. I would love for him. It's so many different stories, and it's not always basketball related, too. That's the good part about it. Like him and Coach Jones, man. Some, some, I mean, some were some were philosophical uh, um, <laughs> differences with, with the coaches' staff. Uh, others, others were violation of team rules, i.e., not going to class or not being on time. Um, <laughs> Others, others were a, a, a few brush-ups with some teammates in practice. My, fa my, fa my favorite one had mm -hmm. to be his hair, when he got his hair plaited. <laughs> That's my favorite one, Jay. I don't know why. Uh, we all thought it was funny. But as soon as Coach saw your hair plaited with all those different bows in it and everything, <laughs> he just kicked you out. Oh, man. He kicked you out for having your hair plaited? Oh, my God. It was... Nah, I, I, I don't know if Coach actually kicked me out. I think Brian Ellaby, the assistant coach, told me to go back in the locker room and take I – can't, I, I can't say exactly what he said, but it was to the effect of go get that out of your hair. Um, what so, was holding your hair together, little rubber bands? Uh, yeah, the little, little rubber bands. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was, like, I was, there had to I be 100 was, of them. I was at that stage, Mark, where, where you're in college and, and you're soul-searching, trying to find yourself, you know, kind of – you know, just just going through some stuff and mm -hmm. got got my hair plaited. And, and How long was your hair? It was it was fairly long. Oh, and it had like little twists with those yeah. colorful. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, it was man. not one of my better days. I tell you, I thought I'm gonna so. make a confession. I, I I did that one time. Did you really? Yeah. You gotta have you gotta have some good yeah. stuff to do that too. By the way, it can't just be the regular stuff. It's gotta be some good stuff up there. To get it flatted, but what, don't say that. My mother used to tell people, "Don't say that." When you're I know, in right? college, when you're in college, you 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 try a little bit of everything. You got to find out what works for you and what doesn't. We were barely making it. Like the strength and conditioning guys, everything was such a a battle. So anything that uh, to to break it up, break up the monotony, we all took it as funny. And yeah. I just thought it was so funny when he got his hair done like that <laughs> because it, cause it wasn't really his thing. It wasn't like he was saying, here, here, look at me. It was like, oh, man, I'm just doing something different today. And we all thought it was funny. And the coaching staff, oh, my God. Yeah, they, did, 
<laughs> Brian Ellaby got me out of there. He saved me though. He had me go get it out before yeah. Coach Jones saw me. Because <laughs> I, I, oh, I guarantee you Jeff would have made me run or do or, or thrown me out. So, so right. I never got thrown. I never got thrown out of practice. But I mean, I ran a lot for for stupid stuff being said in the press and everything else. So they might as well throw me out. All right, what's question number two, Junior? Oh, this is good. So it took me a while to think about it, but. What did you say to your then your then favorite player in the ACC, Walt Williams, when he elbowed you? <laughs> hey, Mark, Mark, this is a funny story, all right? We got time, right? It's the Jay Willie Show. All right, so <laughs> I'm not playing at all my first my first year. I'm 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 like barely getting on. The, I'm disgruntled. I'm pissed off, not getting on the floor. So. I'm telling Anthony Oliver and Stith and all those guys, I'm like, man, Walt Williams is pretty good, man. He, he, he gonna kick out butt. Like I, I, I was watching film and in the first game we played him, I wanna say he got like 33, June, something like that, right? Yeah, right. So, so they're all like, Jay, how come you hyping this dude up, man? We got to play against him. I'm like, man, I ain't getting in the game. I'm just telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, y'all better be ready. <laughs> For whatever reason, Coach Jones puts me in my first year. I hadn't played hardly in And I get in the game against Maryland. I think we're at Maryland. And, yes. and Walt was famous for leading with his elbow on his jump shot. And he he led with his elbow and like almost hit me in the face with it. And so I go right to him and I push him. And I say, I say, Walt, you ain't you better watch some elbows. So after the game, I think we beat him, but he had another 30 piece. Yes. After the game, the dudes all come in the locker room. Man, I thought that was your boy. I said, man, boy or not, he hit me with an elbow, we going at it. And so that that was uh, that was my that was my incident with Walt. I just let him know, man. Watch those daggone elbows, man. So you knew him before the game. You knew him before college, huh? You knew Walt before college. I didn't know him. I just I respected his game. I've been. And they were saying, "How come?" I thought that was your boy because you were typing him up so much. Yes. So so they're like, "I thought Walt was your guy." I said. Yeah, I like him, but he hit me with an elbow. We got to go. We're we, we going to go at it. <laughs> Came into practice with the high socks. You know, he was on scout team. <laughs> shooting up all the balls, like, before the game. Hey, so that's hilarious. And so when yeah. you scout team, you get, to, you get to be those dudes, right? I yeah, he was shooting up all the balls. I'm, I'm running I'm running their plays. I'm, I'm going to be Walt today. I'm talking yeah. trash to him. Oh, man. <laughs> man, we had some fun back then. June, yes, how, how the fam? Everybody yes. good? Everybody is fantastic, so. Hey, hey Mark, yeah. this, dude, this, dude, this dude's Living got the dream. He's got two dogs that are the size of, of, of my 13-year-old son. <laughs> <laughs> so we got some big Rottweilers over here. And they, they live in the dream out here, Daisy and Rocky. So hey, man. Even, though they, even though they're big, Mark, they, uh, they, got, they got some names for my kids. So they wanted them to have soft names to be such big dogs. <laughs> hey, t- 
Tell everybody I said hi, man. Y'all stay safe. Yeah, Fantastic. stay safe and healthy. Thanks so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. And appreciate we look forward to you coming on the Locker Room Access Podcast. Dougie's waiting for you. Dougie yes. Fresh and, and, and TW and I are waiting for yes. that. I appreciate and for it. Coming on the, time. For coming on the Jay Willie Show today, we're going to see you some Locker Room Access gear. Man, I, listen, it's always good to be on with my boy, man. So um, I'm glad he's doing something so he can show his whole personality. Like, we had a great time back there. So I'm just happy to be a part of it. Hey, June. Yes. They gave me my own show. They done messed up. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> June, we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you soon. Thank Thanks you. again. I appreciate Stay you guys. All right. All right. Jay Willie, we've gotten some feedback through the forums. Have you received any feedback? And it's been great. And we really I, appreciate it and value it. So I've got, I've got, I, I got one email. That, that I immediately deleted. Um, but I got some really good feedback um, from uh, my family. My, my mother in particular has been, she, she goes on. Um, shout out to Mom Dukes, Barbara Williford back in Richmond. She goes on Monday nights and, and comments so she, on. So she, she listens, right? And she tells me clean up my mouth. I, I've been saying a few curse words. So I, I've gotten that feedback from her and my sister, another shout out, another plug to the Williford crew. Amy um, has said she can't believe that, that I got my own show and, and they're, they're letting me talk. <laughs> so uh, that feedback from the fam has been really good. And obviously the boys and my wife, they all hear me when I'm doing this at home. So um, they all laugh and joke. My son, can he's got a good imitate Austin. My oldest, he, he imitates me. He can do it really well. We might have to throw him on one night and, and let him do a, a Jay Willie impression. Yeah, yeah um, sure. But, what know, does Austin say about all the talk about him in homeschooling? No, Austin, Austin's great. Um, he, he's, he's the oldest. He does his work. It's Cameron. Cam, sorry. Yeah. Killer Cam. It, it, we, we just keep praying for Cam. That's all. You guys out there, just keep praying for my young <laughs> That's hilarious. Always a pleasure. Stay safe. Have a great week. Look forward to seeing you next, next time. Say hello to everybody. For Jason Williford, I'm Mark Jerome, giving you locker room access. When we talk to our young men about what humility means, we, it's, it's twofold, and it's, sometimes it's not what you think, but... We talk about, obviously, don't think too highly of yourself. If you want to turn people off, walk around arrogantly thinking that, you know, you own this place. I say, you'll turn people off. But we also talk to them about the other aspect of humility is don't think too lowly of yourself. Um, you know, we talk, that's false humility. Balance. Just, yeah, have sober judgment. That's what humility means, to really be able to know who you are as a player. We talk about this for basketball, as a team, and um, know who you're not. Because so if people understand what their strengths are, what they do well, and the things they don't, that's a huge, huge component of it. And I heard a guy named Timothy Keller, uh, he gave the definition of humility as this, it's not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less.